The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 20th chapter. Jesus began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and let it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant, but they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third. This one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him, so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies, who pretended to be sincere, that they might catch him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This story is always just one word from being completely resolved. Sorry. It seems like a simple story about renters who won't pay the rent. Of course, the owner expects them to care for his vineyard and then deliver a harvest. But it's not just about the grapes. It is really about his honor. The owner presumes that the renters will remember all the good that he has done for them. From planting the vineyard to choosing them and trusting them to run his place. All they need to do is enjoy his gifts, the beauty and the grapes and the sun and the wine, while remembering that they only exist because the owner put his own capital, his smarts, his cash, his work, and his life at risk. Instead, the renters act as if they own the place. So when the rent comes due, they stiff the real owner by beating his first servant and shaming his second and wounding his third. So the owner says to himself, What shall I do? This parable is a special kind of Middle Eastern storytelling where the center of the story is the point of the story. So everything turns on that question, what shall I do? The owner has a couple of simple choices. By rights, 
he can send the sheriff to evict them, to give them a beating and toss them to the curb. That would satisfy his anger and defend both his property and his reputation. But because this is a Jesus story, the plot takes a merciful twist. Still trusting them to come to their senses, to turn around and repent, the owner sends his beloved, his own son, alone and unarmed to make wrongs right. Perhaps they will remember all I've done for them. Perhaps they will honor the lease and my son and me. Perhaps they will say sorry and let me fix this. Even though he has every right to punish them, the owner does the opposite. He acts in mercy, not in anger. He becomes vulnerable, not violent. And he risks his own flesh and blood, his own son. He offers a costly peace, and he is willing to pay the bill all by himself. Even though this is a parable, it is not a dream. There was a night in the 1980s when King Hussein of Jordan was told by his security police that 75 army officers were in a barracks nearby plotting to overthrow his kingdom. The police offered to surround the barracks and arrest them. Instead, King Hussein asked for a small helicopter. He flew to the barracks, landed on the flat roof, and told the pilot, if you hear gunshots, fly away without me. Alone and unarmed, he walked down two flights of stairs and entered a room filled with his enemies. And quietly he said, Gentlemen, if you do this, the army will break apart. The country will be plunged into civil war, and thousands of innocent people will die. There is no need for this. Here I am. Kill me and proceed. That way only one man will die. After a moment of stunned silence, the rebels came forward to kiss the king's hand and his feet and pledged him loyalty for life. That whole story, the whole rebellion, was resolved by just one word, sorry. And because of the king's mercy, wrongs were made right and his honor was restored, and lives were saved. Lent is our season of sorry. But then, as now, I am sorry is wholly underappreciated and 
underused. It is a beautiful, life-giving word with a very long reach. Back into the past is memory, remembering our sins and begging for forgiveness, and forward into the future, offering us life and hope. On the tongues of the renters in this parable, it would have sounded something like this when the beloved son arrives. You know you are quite right, and we are very, very wrong. We forgot all the good that you did for us, not just your work, but your love and your trust in choosing us, advancing us far beyond our own capacity, really making us beloved too. We got proud and we stole from you not just your stuff, but your spot, your honor as an owner. We made ourselves masters when we are really servants. And we are deeply, deeply sorry. Sorry. And that could have been the end of it and the beginning of everything new because this owner has a merciful heart. His heart is the center of the story. That reconciliation is all he ever wanted. But the tenants chose a lot of other words instead. Me and mine and no. They refused his mercy. And then, showing just how dark and twisted they had become, they killed the beloved son outside the vineyard. Because if they kill him inside, the grapes will be defiled by his blood and no one would buy their stolen harvest. It is blind sin without guilt and without shame. Of course, they lose the harvest anyway. If they will not have the owner one way, in patience and in mercy, with second chances and thirds and even fourths, then they will have him another way. If they make the master be their enemy, then he will be their enemy, reluctantly but completely. He will let them write their own story, a story in which there is no sorry, and so a story in which there is no mercy or forgiveness or hope. They end up dead, shattered and crushed by the one who came begging, begging that they would flourish and live. Mercifully, our Lent keeps the story open. And for all of you, the Master's offer still stands. There is still the chance to resolve everything with just one word. And if you are just willing to say it, sorry. Renouncing your sinful past and your hard heart and honoring God as your Master and welcoming His Son as your only Savior as he gently comes to you again today in word and in sacrament, in self-emptying love, 
to make all your wrongs right. Then he will forgive everything, past and present, and he will resurrect you too. And he will make you free in this beautiful vineyard of his church now and someday in heaven forever. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.